Hello, my name is Wang Yan, and I am a reporter with News China. With our weekly News China podcast, we aim to give insight into the trends and happenings in modern China through a historical lens. Today, we discuss why Japan was the favorite place for Chinese young people to go abroad for study in the last years of the rule of Qing, China's last dynasty. Students around the world had a tough new semester in September 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Chinese students faced some difficult choices too, especially those who either returned home from studying abroad or received an offer from a foreign university or school. Many reconsidered returning to the U.S. and Europe to study for fear of the pandemic. But if they stayed in China for too long. They may not be able to complete their degree program. Besides, the U.S.'s tightening visa restrictions for Chinese students majoring in the sciences. On September 16, China's Ministry of Education listed around 19 joint programs sponsored by Chinese and overseas colleges eligible to enroll Chinese students who held offers from overseas schools. More than 20 of the programs are partnered with schools from the U.S. Most of the other joint programs are partnered with European schools. A few are with South Korean schools. There is no program with Japan on the list. The U.S. and Japan are the main destinations for Chinese students abroad. In the 2018 to 2019 academic year, there were nearly 317,000 Chinese students in the U.S. and more than 120,000 in Japan, which was a bit higher than the number of Chinese students in the U.K. according to data from official and independent institutions in the three countries. The first Chinese students arrived in the U.S. about 150 years ago. They were sent there by the imperial government of China's last dynasty, the Qing. But Japan hosted the largest number of Chinese students abroad between the late 19th and early 20th centuries. Some of those students educated in Japan played a major role in the revolution that ended the Qing and China's imperial system. Japan used to be a student of China between the 6th and 10th centuries. The Sui and Tang. Were two prosperous and open Chinese dynasties. Japan sent many students to China to learn everything from architecture and law to textiles and culinary arts. The only thing they did not take from China was the imperial exam system, which has similarities to the national college entrance exam today in China. The imperial exam system could only work under a centralized political system. That had the fiscal and political resources to attract and maintain such a large talent pool. At that time, Japanese emperors did not have such political and fiscal power as land was in the hands of the aristocracy. The Tang Dynasty went into decline after a massive peasant uprising in the ninth century. Besides, Japan felt it had sent enough students to China. Especially, it was expensive to do so. One of history's most noted Japanese students in China 
was Abino Nakamaro. His Chinese name was Chao Heng. He graduated from the Imperial College during the Tang Dynasty in the eighth century, passed the Imperial exam, and became an official. He rubbed elbows with some of the China's most famous poets, like Li Bai and Wang Wei. More than one thousand years after Abino died in China, a new wave of Chinese students studied in Japan. There were several reasons. The modernized Qing Navy was held as an important achievement of the Qing's Westernization movement. However, it was no match for the stronger Japanese Navy during the First Sino-Japanese War in 1894. Under the Treaty of Shimonoseki, signed the next year, China had to pay an indemnity of 200 million silver taels. Open four ports to trade and cede territories, including Taiwan, the Penghu Islands, and the Liaodong Peninsula. The victory financed and sped up Japan's modernization in the 20th century and hindered China's modernization. Since China lost the First Opium War with the UK in 1840, its first war with Western powers. Qing officials and scholars set to learning advanced technologies from the West, so that it could defend itself in the future. Every time China was defeated in a war, young Chinese would seek to save their country in this way. The humiliation dealt by Japan only stimulated the desire to learn from Japan. Japan rose from a weak country to a world power by learning from the West. After being forced to open to Western powers in 1853, many senior Navy officials from China and Japan studied in Britain before the Sino-Japanese War broke out. Japan also defeated Russia in wars over control of territory during the Russo-Japanese War in 1904 and 1905. In 1900. The Qing attempted to drive foreign forces out of China through a peasant uprising known as the Boxer Rebellion. The Qing encouraged militias or Boxers to attack foreigners and Christian churches. In Beijing, the Qing army and the Boxers besieged Legation Street, where foreign embassies were located. In August of that year, an international army, including those from Europe, the U.S., and Japan, Captured Beijing. The next year, the defeated Qing signed the Boxer Protocol, in which the Qing agreed to pay 450 million silver taels in reparations. The foreign armies began to withdraw after the deal was reached, but the Russian army refused to leave. Japan fought to drive the Russians out of Manchuria, now China's northeast, in what turned into the Russo-Japanese War. The waters between the southern tip of Korea and Japan, called Tsushima Strait, the Japanese Navy, led by British-educated Togo Heihachiro, defeated the Russian fleet. Battles also happened on land in China's northeast. Japan's victory marked the first for an Asian country over a European power. In Japan, Chinese students hailed the victory. 
and had even rallied to support Japan during the war. With consent from the Qing government, Japan took over the southern part of Russian-run railways in Manchuria. U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 1906 for mediating negotiations between Japan and Russia. Given all this, Chinese youth were convinced that Japan, a much smaller neighbor and once a former student of China, had become the teacher. In addition, the Qing announced the imperial exam system in 1905, but a new system of selecting officials from the dynasty had not been set up. There were not enough schools offering modern educations to take the former system's place. Younger generations faced the risk of being left behind. Those who studied abroad had better job prospects back home. All these reasons were more incentives for Chinese students to study abroad. Japan capitalized on the opportunity, offering short-term intensive courses and accepting both government-funded and self-financed students. Lower costs and shorter programs made Japan a more attractive destination than Europe and the U.S. for Chinese students. Chiang Kai-sheng, head of Kuomintang or the Nationalist Party that ruled China between 1928 and 1949, graduated from such a course in Japan in 1910. The Qing hoped that Chinese students would learn advanced technologies in Japan. And serve the dynasty after they returned, but these students, both government and privately funded, became the major force in overthrowing the Qing and its millennia-old imperial system. The reason was simple: first-hand experience of living in Japan had broadened their minds. In comparing China and Japan, the problems of their country were evident. They believed. The real reason China was repeatedly bullied and humiliated was rooted in the Qing government's corruption and decay, than in the power of others. Many Chinese students in Japan cut their long queues in protest, symbolically severing their ties to the Qing dynasty. They established and joined revolutionary groups and parties. Some assassinated Qing officials. Sparked military uprisings and spread revolutionary ideas. Most of the important figures of this movement under the leadership of Sun Yat-sen had studied in Japan. Some would go on to become senior officials and generals in Chiang Kai-shek's nationalist government. Lu Xun, an important leftist Chinese writer, active in the 1920s and 1930s. Studied and lived in Japan as a young man for seven years. The surge of Chinese students in Japan waned in the 1910s, mostly due to the modernizing of China's education system and escalating tensions between China and Japan. But its influence changed the course of China's politics forever. That. It's end of our podcast this week. Thank you to our writer Song Yimin, editor and translator Li Jia, and copy editor JT. We hope you enjoyed it, and thank you for listening. See you next week.